Wine Diaries with Lynn and Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to Decision Diaries, episode one. Today's decision is Jamie and I, back in 1995, pre-internet, pre-social media, pre-tender, we both decided to have a lover. How you are so out of touch. It's not tender, it's Tinder. Oh, oh, wow. I am really out of touch. Why? Have you been on Tinder, Tinder? How did I say it? I've been on Tinder. Yes. Uh, oh, so you not just you didn't just decide to have a lover once. You've decided to have many, you slut. That is, <laughs> That is a total uh, misconception about Tinder. It used to be that Tinder was for hookups, but it actually switched over. And one of my most significant relationships came from Tinder. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Today, we're not talking about significant relationships. Let's talk about what I mean by deciding to have a lover. So in my 20s, both, well, in our 20s, both of us were overanalyzing, looking for that perfect man. We're about a year out of college. We had good careers and we're like, okay, yeah, what's next? I'm going to find my guy. He needs to look like X. He needs to be X. And, you know, at some point it was just exhausting. And then I went to New Orleans. I went to a bar in New Orleans and I passed a gentleman I will use his real name since his name is kind of generic, Steve. And I stopped and I just told him he was beautiful. And I didn't think about it. I just looked at him and I said, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. Well, he followed me out. He got my phone number and I thought, is he marriage material? Absolutely not. But it's time to have fun again. It's time to have a lover. And that's when I talked to you about it. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. you said fun again so like in your 20s weren't you having fun but secondly were you under the influence oh yeah oh yeah and you know when when i've had enough to drink it's like a truth serum so when i walked by and saw a greek goddess looking guy i told him i just walked up and i just said you're beautiful i stopped dead in my track said you're beautiful and then i moved on my way and, um, you know, of course he enjoyed the compliment and then found me out on Bourbon Street. We spent the rest of the night partying and, you know, he took my phone number and, and back then, you know, you had to call long distance. It's not like he could just text me. No, I was going to say, it's crazy that he found you. Like, because we didn't have cell phones. Can, like, I can't even remember that world when, you know, you actually had to give somebody your phone number and then... Now, at least in these times, we had answering machines. So, you know, you could go out. I remember like back in college um, at, at, at University of Florida when if I met a guy and I liked him, this sounds so pathetic, but it also explains why my grades were so good. I would literally sit by the phone and wait. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm meeting this guy in New Orleans at Jazz Fest you know, no cell phones, nothing. I just had a picture of him in my mind. Um, I think we did have like a little disposable camera. Um, and the very next day at Jazz Fest, he found me there at the festival. And um, was it, was this a, uh, did you guys premeditate this, this, this meetup or was it random? 
No, um, you know what? At the Jazz Festival, you can have these totems. And so our group had a totem. So he found our totem and came to our group and, you know, had a couple of beers with us. And I thought that was, you know, going to be it. And then when I got back to Jacksonville, um, I started thinking about it. And he called me long distance and he said, I'd like to fly to Jacksonville. And I was like, I'll, let's do this. Now, I forget to tell you, I am at this time 24. You know, I have a full-time job at a computer software company. Um, I'm wearing hose, a business suit. I've got a day timer. I've got a pretty big office. And this guy is 21 in college. Oh, I did not remember that. Yeah. Yeah. 21 in college. So not marriage material at all. I do believe that he had lots of lovers. I think I was the representative in Florida (laughs) and he had girls from California. And I mean, he was just that good looking. So um, I remember telling you about it. I remember telling my mom about it. Um, and you know, he was calling and said he wanted to fly to Jacksonville. And, um, I told him on the phone, like, Hey, um, you can fly to Jacksonville, but like, this is not a guarantee that, uh, you know, we're going to have sex. If you come to Jacksonville, you better not be expecting us to have sex. That is just not going to happen. Um, you know, let's go to Disney. Let's have some fun in Florida, but don't you dare. Right. Um, question for you too, because I think people need to know, you know, Lynn was age 24 years old. As I recall, you lost your virginity to your fiance. Was that, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. You were what, 21? Yeah. Yeah. I was 21. I know a lot of people started way younger than me. Right. And I actually, um, I love the conversation that your mom and you had actually stuck with me, but uh, I think you want to make uh, deciding when the right time to have sex with someone is going to be a different conversation for a later episode. So we're going to save your mother's wisdom. But I just wanted people to know that for you to decide to take a lover, um, and for me, it, it was a it was a significant decision. This was not just um, this was not the culture I think that some of us are in these days, where um, you know, like for instance, for me. I had this idea in my mind, which is crazy, you know, that when I found my husband, he was going to ask me how many people I had been with. And I wanted to be honest about that answer. So I was going to be very calculated about anybody that was going to become a notch on my on my bedpost, so to speak. So we were not people that were, you know, just out there. And, and in hindsight, <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, why? Why in our 20- and we looked like we did and uh, great bodies. Yeah. We had great bodies. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just telling you. I was I was telling Lynn before we got on the call that I had gone to the doctors today. And um, as, as if you've listened to episode zero, you know that that we are in our mid fifties um, and knocking on the menopause door. Some of us are already there. I won't I won't out Lynn or anything for that, but <laughs> some of us are quickly approaching and um and I was telling Lynn, you know, my my body is just not what it was. And again, another episode, and and it's another teaser. But um, so just to know that we we wasted those beautiful bodies on these. Uh, why? Why? Why did we do that? Well, you know, my mother, my mother definitely instilled uh, 
that, you know, you, you have to be careful about your choices. <laughs> so, but I will tell you that my mother endorsed the New Orleans lover. Uh, she saw a picture of him and she was like, oh my gosh, he is, you are right. He is beautiful. And then when I told her, you know, he wants to come to Jacksonville, um, her first response was, are you going to sleep with him? <laughs> I was like, I was like, mom, no, I told him, I told him I was not. Okay. So I insist I am not. I tell him that if, you know, if, if I even see, uh, any preparation that he's thinking that he's going to have sex with me, that, you know, he's going to turn around and get right back on that plane. Now at the, this time I live in San Marco, which is probably around a 15 minute drive, uh, to the airport. When I went to pick him up at the airport and he walked off that plane, I changed my decision. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he was like, do you want to go to dinner? And I was like, no, we need to go straight to my apartment now. And he was like, for what? And I was like, well, did you bring anything? And he was like, no, you told me not to. And I was like, okay, little champ, then my apartment. And uh, he was in Jacksonville and well, well, we also went to Disney for, for four days. And that, you know, that was a busy, busy four days. Again, he's 21 years old. Um, we're on two different planes when you think about that. I mean, if you think about a 21 year old male and a 24 uh, year old female professional, um, those are like dog years difference. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. definitely dog years difference. So you haven't talked about your lover, the one you picked. And it's so funny that this is the first episode that you wanted to do, Lynn, because I remember you saying to me, you know, one day we're going to be in our 40s. Do you remember this conversation? And you <laughs> said, you are going to want to look back at your youth. And you were right, by the way, and say, you're going to want to look back at your youth and think I had a lover because, you know, back to the I was initially going to save my virginity for my husband. And then uh, that became, no, I'm going to wait till I'm in love, which, which I did. I, I was in love with my first person. Me too. And then, and then I got the, um, the Lynn knocking on my, on my <laughs> shoulder, you know, you're going to be 40 one day. So <laughs> I wish that my love story was as good as your love story. There was a, uh, an accountant in my life at the time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but we had mutual friends and I definitely had a little bit of a crush on him. Um, and so I sort of approached him with this idea that, you know, I've never had a lover before and wouldn't it be nice to have sex outside of a monogamous relationship and um, calculated, I went and picked the preppy accountant who was um, very boring, um, age appropriate, was everything that I should have wanted in a husband and probably did honestly really like him. Um, but I, I did not get the lover of, uh, the, of the caliber that you got. But I will say this, I did have, and I wouldn't call it a lover, but you know, um, if you again, listen to the first episode, Lynn is happily married, well, married for 25 years. And <laughs> I am 
Um, I was married for 15 years and I have been single for the last, I, well, I am now in a significant relationship, but prior to the relationship, I don't even know if I ever shared this with you, Lynn, that I had my one and only one night stand. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, it doesn't matter what age you were when you have a lover. You you got to go back and, and do a do-over after uh, your divorce and, and get back out there again a second time. So, you know, um, I only I only got to go through it once so far, um, unless, of course, you know, something happens uh, bad to my husband. If we don't die like the notebook, um, I might get out there again like my father. I'm going to give you some advice about yeah. uh, picking a lover the second time around. Okay. Things I, I had uh, paid attention to. I, I did, did you know, and I mean, how R-rated are we going to get? I mean, our kids are listening, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, where are you going with this? I did choose explicit. So anyone who's listening, uh, you know, just know we're going to cover all of these topics and we are fairly unfiltered. So yes, we're going to get into some... Uh, some uh, deep talk topics. <laughs> may not be one that I tie in with my business then. Maybe this okay. will not be one that goes through my company's website. But um, so I, back to the, you know, want to be with people who are significant and in a monogamous relationship. And um, I met this man. He was super charming. And it was at this point in my life where I'm looking back and I'm thinking, you know, I wasn't really adventurous in my twenties before I met my ex-husband and I am going to try and relive my youth and be adventurous. Worse than the first Lynn, it was so bad. Um, you got a bad lover picker. What I do, I am horrible. So, you know what I have discovered about myself and that is I'm just a monogamous person. I just prefer to be, uh, I think, I don't, it's not, it's called, I think it's called demisexual is the language that they're using now. Uh, these, these kids, my kids, um, I think it means you have to have feelings for someone in order to be able to have a romantic relationship with them or, or a, a sexual relationship with them. You, you don't, you just don't enjoy casual sex. And um, I, I think that that was, you know, ultimately the moral of the story for me is it's, I love the idea and I love living vicariously, but it, it isn't for me. Well, I will tell you, um, it didn't end well as most lovers do not. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, once you, once you get into it, you, it's very hard to hold yourself back from having those feelings. Now I will say that when he came to Jacksonville for four days by day three and a half, I was like, and you're beautiful and what time's your flight <laughs> like this is this has been great um you know he actually is the one that got me to eat like cherry tomatoes um he made dinner for me and then i guess he was trying to be sexy and he just took one of those cherry tomatoes and just kind of put it in my mouth and i was like oh my god i hated cherry tomatoes but then i was looking at this beautiful person and and now now I like them and I eat them all the time. But that was the first time that I that I experienced biting into like a raw tomato. I usually always had them on pizza. So, you know, the other interesting thing about uh, the lover experience when we went to Disney is Disney had a little anime about um, 
the birds and the bees. Can you believe Disney approached the birds and the bees? It was a very PG movie that parents could take their children to, to explain the reproductive process. And so him and I thought it would be funny to go into this little cartoon and watch it together. So we're sitting in there and we're watching it together. And it says, you know, there's a man, there's a woman and they fall in love and they get married. And, and then, you know, it, it shows them kind of kiss each other. And then, you know, now we're into anime sperm and whatever. And he looked over at me and my eyes were tearing up because I was like, oh my God, I'm such a slut. Disney, <laughs> Disney is like, you're supposed to love this guy. And I do not love this guy. I, I definitely lust this guy. And, um, and he, he told me, you know, my hands were clammy. And, you know, when we walked out of there, he spent the rest of the time at Disney being like, I know that you don't do this often. I know you don't. I can see it. I, I don't think that you're, you do this often. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. But then, like, as I said, um, on day four, I was kind of like, okay, get on the plane. Now, when he got on the plane, he said, I'll call you as soon as I land. And this is where I don't think I'm capable of just having a couch relationship or um, not expecting something. Because when he said he was going to call, I waited. I waited by my phone. He didn't call for a while, ended up his plane was delayed. And then, you know, he finally called me. But during that moment, I was really kind of beating myself up. Like, how did you put yourself into this? You know, you, you told him you weren't going to do have sex with him. And then you did. Naturally, I called my mom and my mom was like, give yourself a break. He was gorgeous. You had a good time. And she's like, he calls, he calls, he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, this from somebody who, um, you know, 1950s mom, um, you know, definitely did not sleep around. So hearing that from her really kind of eased my conscience. Um, he, he did call, conscience. Um, he called. And then, um, and then I went on another trip to New Orleans. And this time when I went to New Orleans, um, we did the same thing we did when we went to Jacksonville. Um, but he brought me to his family and I met his mother and then I met his grandfather who had Alzheimer's. So it felt like a deep trip. Really dark lane. And I think we need to lighten it up. For yeah. Yeah. No. You know, if somebody is listening to this and they are trying to make the decision about whether to take a lever, what would your advice be? Oh, no regrets, no do-overs, no regrets yeah. or do-overs. Cause I, I think I learned a lot about myself, right? Right. I mean, I, I think life sort of unfolds for us. And, and the only thing that I will say, and I do this when I make a lot of my decisions is how am I going to feel the next day? How am I going to feel if I hear from him or, you know, her, if, if that's, you know, what you're doing or how am I going to feel if I do? And if you can live with yourself in either direction, I, I say, go for it. I, I do want to say, because I am a mom that uh, it, it would be important to practice safe sex. Um, so, you know, whatever your decision is. Um, oh, I feel like I dodged a bullet there. I did. I did. Oh. I do. I do. I feel like I did dodge a bullet there um, because I, yeah. like I said, I was the representative of Florida. And when I went back um, to visit him in New Orleans, um, his neighbor sounded like a girl had just 
left from California. So he was just that beautiful. He covered multiple states. I believe multiple girls were buying airline tickets at the time to get uh, to this New Orleans beautiful person. I will tell you, I actually did write down my feelings. <laughs> and I actually have our last time I went to New Orleans in my diary. Do you want to hear it? Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, I went back the second time, which you said got dark or got deeper, right? Uh, we had a good time um, when I went and, um, and, you know, we did just tour around New Orleans, that type of thing. Um, but this was the third time I flew back. It was right before Jazz Fest. So on April 24th, 1995, uh, I write in my journal, I'm, I'm getting a feeling, right? We're getting a feeling that like maybe phone conversations might be getting a little awkward right before a trip. So I write, I feel kind of weird tonight. I don't know why, but I guess I'm anxious to see Steve. I shouldn't have any expectations because they are always too high. I talked to Steve tonight. He just got back from another trip. I wonder what girl he met there. Right? Maybe, hey, maybe we can start our own union of Steve of New Orleans of the United States, and I will represent Florida. So I'm a well aware I am not the only person. I'm flying in to fly in after someone else has flown in, or he flew someplace else. So, um, so that's kind of like the precursor. And then we actually go to, um, to Jazz Fest. He brings a friend and, um, and I write on May 7th, 1995. Just got back from New Orleans. Wow, what can I say? I had its definite ups and downs. I saw Steve. It was great the first day. In fact, he was all over me. Although he sees it differently. He thinks, I could barely read my writing. Okay. He thinks I hung on him. He was different on Saturday. And on Sunday, once his friends showed up at Jazz Fest, he started ignoring me and became very distant. Then on Sunday, get ready for this, Jamie. He tripped on acid. Right? right, right. Like I'm 24 years old, and this 21 year old is is dropping acid at Jazz Fest when you know normally we're just like kind of drinking out in the sun, and um, and that's just kind of when it all went downhill. He had bought me a, a Mardi Gras necklace, and in you know drunk drama, I sort of tore it apart. And then there was another girl there, and I ended up going and getting my luggage from his apartment. And I went with her to Baton Rouge. Wow. And I stayed with her for five days until my friends flew in for the second Jazz Fest weekend. And then I went back to New Orleans and uh, partied with the next wave of my friends in New Orleans. Never heard from them again. Ooh. So, wow. yeah. So it was just, of course, that had to happen, right? I mean, he's 21. He's just being 21. And I'm 24 and I'm trying to convince myself I can, I can, I can handle sort of being in a sea of ladies with a beautiful guy. Now, here's, do you see his picture? Ooh, look at that. Look at the cowboy hat. And I mean, the abs, I mean, really, this is worth it. Oh yeah. 
I'm glad you don't have a regret. And you know what? I don't regret mine either. I think my only regret is that I, I guess I wish that there had been a point in my life. I might have been a little more careless than I was. I was always, even in choosing a lever, so careful. And I wonder, although, you know, again, I, I got the redo, you know, years later and, and still it didn't, it just didn't, uh, just didn't do it. So I'm, I'm happily in a relationship now. Hopefully it is my last one. And I did, you know, have a couple of years of being single, but, um, but no real lovers other than the one one night stand that was uh, so disappointing. <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting. This is May 7th, 1995. I will meet my husband in May of 1996, a year later. I will meet him a year later, although, you know, obviously I have no premonition that that's going to happen. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't think I want to do the lover thing again. Maybe I just be single. Hey, maybe I start a business. What about that? Maybe I quit a perfectly good job and decide to be poor and start a business. That was a great decision that we will talk about um, in a future episode because you've started companies right after a divorce and you've uh and i started one in my 20s when i really had no business starting a business with a well, loan I, I think i think that was I, I always admired that about you but i think that we, we have talked too much about that for today's episode i think we should wrap it up and um just let people know that if you have a an important decision to make you are the only person who matters in that decision as long as you're not hurting somebody else. And if you can live with yourself, make the decision that feels good for you. And again, I say over and over again, no regrets, no do-overs. We haven't invented time travel. So own it, lean into it, love it, and find the fun in it and share it. Share it with everyone around you. It's a great story. It's the story of your life. Um, and we'd yeah. love to hear from you.